Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about how to better understand the world of video games. Let's listen in. This digital world that these kids live in and parents live in, their pastime has been to play a lot of these games. In particular today, let's talk about these games that can be violent. Uh, yeah. Now, do you play any of these games yourself? I don't. I don't. You I know, don't either. I, I, I don't because I can never figure out all the sticks and everything you have to do. <laughs> it's I, hand-eye coordination, I know. I, I know this group <laughs> of kids said, hey, come and play this game, Halo. Which mean, which is kind of a war movie, and I kept shooting my feet off, and uh, or I'd shoot the people that were with me or something. And don't do that. Yeah, but it's a pretty intense game, and and it is very entertaining. Now I come out of the I come out of a an era when people weren't allowed to play pinball until they were 21 years of age. I grew up in New Orleans, so you weren't allowed to go into those games. So it's something foreign now when when we have these games in our own home and uh, and kids can play those things. And parents have said, hey, I'll get you this to play. And now we find kids consumed, and we're kind of going, okay, now what do we do? Yeah, let's talk about that part of it today, when our kids get consumed with these violent video games. Mark, let's start today with an email that came in from a parent. We get hundreds of these questions and comments from parents. This one uh, says, uh, hello, I have twin teenage boys. I think we could stop right there and <laughs> yeah. commiserate maybe. Yeah. Uh, one who loses his temper a lot and loves to play video games like Halo, you mentioned that one, and any first-person shooter games. What is your take on these types of games, especially for a 13-year-old who is impulsive and angry? That's right. You know, my four-year-old granddaughter loves to play on an iPhone a little game. You know, and after she plays that game, she is now asking Mama, my wife, to, to get her a, another game uh-huh. because she can do it. And so be, I know that once she gets that new game, she'll want the next game. I think what happens that a lot of parents get kids a lot of this digital equipment and tells them, let's play some games. Let's do that. And so they do. And then as a child begins to get tired of the old games and want something new, which they always do. It's only natural. You know, and then we have young men becoming boys. And they so they have more of a tendency to love the warrior-like things and the those things that are full of manliness and 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 they want to go after something. I mean, those are good things. It's a, it's what Eldridge says, a beauty to fight for and, and that you pursue something. But our kids get into it and then we kind of go, now, wait a minute. Wait What's a minute. What's really going on here? Are we, am I really sure I want them shooting people in these first-person shooter games? And it's interesting to me that, that the email that's written, they they quote that, a first-person shooter yeah, game. Define that. What does that mean? Well, it means that you're actually the one shooting other people. You're just not in a tank doing it, but you're carrying the guns and you're shooting other people. These people have done some research because what I have found in the research that I've looked for on the Internet, I mean, I can find just as much... Uh, research to support uh, the idea that these games don't cause any problems as I can find the other. And I can find just as much on the other side that says they affect kids uh, tremendously. And so you're kind of stuck in the middle. Now, who going, do you believe? Yeah, which one do I follow? You know what you follow? You have to look at your child. 
does this impact your child? I mean, there's some kids that can sit down and play these games and it doesn't bother them at all. But this lady's saying, wait a minute, I've got one that's impulsive and angry. Is this video game fueling them? And I would say at times it does do something like that. Not only is it a pastime, but it does create something inside of them that they visualize something or they feel like they're bigger than they actually are. Um, they're bigger than life. And so they can walk out and almost be this to other people. It's like a kid believing I can be a superhero, but never quite bringing that into reality that when you jump off of a roof, you're still going to break your mm-hmm. legs like everybody else. Mm-hmm. It gets them into trouble sometimes. Does this affect boys more than girls, you think? I, I think it does on this. You know, I mean, even though I think girls bully a lot more and they're they're more sarcastic in their comments to other kids, especially in those middle school years, I think boys are entertained because they are made to be more visual. They have this battle and warrior mentality that is a God-given thing inside of them, and, and they they look at these things and they just enjoy it because they like the activity more than anything else. And so I think what happens is they forget about the fact that they're shooting people and all they're doing is playing a game. Mm-hmm. Now, some people may move in that direction and take it where they're actually playing that out in life, but but that's very few. But I think what parents have got to do is look at my child. Is it affecting them and how do I limit that? Because what you've done is given this toy to your child. And so it doesn't mean that you just quit having boundaries. What it means is it tempers the way that you approach your child so you don't get that negative reaction that pushes them away from you. Is the rating system on these games, is that helpful at all? I mean, it's not really helpful when it comes to movies. Oh, it's not. You know, I mean, there's a lot of PG-13 movies that are worse right. things that I've ever seen. Yeah. And so so I think parents have to watch it and go, okay, I'm just going to watch this thing. You know, or get in there and play with your child. If you don't know what they're doing, say, can I play with you on this, compete with you on this thing? Thing. And just kind of see what happens in the midst of all of it. Is it really that bad? Is it really something that is that is tearing at the values of your heart? And you may eliminate some of those games and say, you know what, these games are okay. Uh, these games are acceptable. These are unacceptable. Even though you've spent money and sometimes a lot of money. On That's the game. right. That's right. You know, I, I think the sexualization of a lot of these games uh, oh, has a, has a lot more to yeah. do with with causing difficulty within a child than the uh, military games where you're blowing things up and you're fighting against somebody else. I mean, it's. I, I think that, that the parents have got to look at it and explore that and see the impact on their child. So in the case of this uh, parent who sent the email and has got this 13-year-old, one of the twins who's impulsive and angry, you don't want to feed that, really, with, with uh, spending a lot of time playing these games, do you? I, d- I don't want to feed it. I mean, that child may have too much time on their hands. I mean, when you look that a child is is online 20 hours a week and and uh, and always texting and Facebooking and everything else, you know, I think what kids want is 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 a couple of things. Um, one of those things is they want to connect with people, and the other thing is they need an escape. Now, I know in the intensity of my job because I live in an emergency room. When I come home, I want to escape. I want to get away from some things. I want to watch a movie that takes me to another place, you know, that that I don't have to think about the pressures that I'm going through. I think kids are motivated for a lot of these games 
because it provides a, a, a mental stimulus and a visual stimulus that causes them to forget where they are. And so it takes them to a different place. It shows the need for rest. It shows the need for a place to, to, to find, you know, where they can kind of relax a little bit. Now, and it, to me, it's sad when the culture is beating them up in such a way that they have to come home and play a video game where they're killing people to find rest. It shows the intensity of that world out there. And so I, I would question parents, are you creating a place of rest? Can they come talk to you? Why do they enjoy a game more than they enjoy talking to you or going on a walk with you mm-hmm. or going out to eat with you? Doing something uh, with the family. That's sure, right. Yeah. I mean, and so there's some pull there. Figure out what that pull is that, that's, that's yanking them into that. Find out why they have that need to be excited. What is it about the visual stimulation that's so important? And, you know, here's the other thing, and I say this over and over again. I think a lot of kids get into all of these games because it's something they can do with somebody else. Our kids are so disconnected from one another, they are trying to find ways to connect. And when I can play somebody else and get people together and, and, and play these video games, it gives me an opportunity to have community. I've often wondered also if it doesn't help them with their identity. I mean, they're trying to, you know, be different in this world and stand out. And if they're good at a game, you know, if they can get to be really competitive and really tops, know. you know, score the top. Uh, is, is that a, a badge or what? I mean, yeah. do you wear that? Yeah. Hey, I scored at the 15th level. Yeah. And, but, you know, some people go, that's neat. I got the 18th level. That's what I'm saying. And it, as it, nerdy and, and dorky as I think that is, <laughs> it shows the really desperation feel? of kids, how they want to connect. Kids want to be valued in some way. I mean, you see kids and their motivation of playing all these games. It may they just want to get to the upper level so they're one up on somebody else. Now, it's a sad reflection on this culture that you have to find your value from those things. But I think it's accurate at times. I mean, so I don't know whether it's all the violent video games and all that that's causing the problem. I think it's a culture that's driving our kids to that and they're finding something in it that they perhaps should be finding somewhere else. We can't tell you which games are okay and which aren't. Uh, you're going to have to be, uh, again, use that word watchful and wise That's right. Uh, when you're evaluating. But if you look over their shoulder and see them and see their behavior change, that's, that's a red flag. That's right. It? And that's where you may need to set some limits. You set some boundaries. The games can't be played past this time. It can only be played for a couple of hours a day one hour a day. You've got to be playing with somebody else. You can't stay up all night playing games and then not get to school the next day. You want to teach discernment in this. Now, the younger they are, you're going to have to limit them. Where they do not have internal control, you have got to establish the external control. Over the years, Mark Gregston's one-liners and devotional insights have been a source of encouragement, amusement, and inspiration for people all over the world. Now, the very best of these quotations have been collected into not one, not two, but three beautifully designed coffee table books that can be given as gifts, placed in a doctor's office, or placed in your own living room. Whether you're looking for wit, wisdom, encouragement, or even a challenge to dig deeper into the vital role of parents, all three volumes of Stepping Stones will deliver. Each beautifully bound hardback of Stepping Stones is $7.99, or you can get all three for $19.99. 
Visit ParentingTeenResources.org to get all three volumes of Stepping Stones today. Mark, you've said it on today's program. I think it bears repeating, though, that uh, video games themselves aren't the main problem here, are they? Right. I don't think they are, but they can be a part of the problem. Mm. I mean, none of us can watch movies or TV without being emotionally moved in some way. So it's just natural to think that if I'm watching something that's pretty angry, people are getting beat up and people are getting shot, that that's going to move me in emotion some way. Now, I think that kids become somewhat numb to that over a period of time, and it's just an action. It may be that they're, uh, you know, shooting at rows of corn versus people. They don't think about that. Mm-hmm. But but I think with the intensity that some of these things are, with the vulgarity that happens in some of these things also, if I'm watching a movie where there's a lot of cussing, where there's a lot of intensity with that, does that affect me? Well, I'm sure that it would. Yes, it does. You know, I listen to it over a period of time. I'm going to find myself doing the same. So that is a problem, you know, and video games become a part of it because it's it's because it doesn't mean that Strawberry Shortcake and Dora and and all the rest of them and Webkins, that those things are wrong. It just means that where those games take a child, that may cause bigger problems. And some kids don't need to be jacked up a little bit more on adrenaline or anger or issues of vulgarity and everything else. They look at that sometimes as an affirmation. Or stay up all night. That's right. Doing those things. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think in that, the problem probably wasn't the video game. The problem was he was doing it too long. He was staying up all night. He he has to sleep somewhere. He was disconnecting from the family. He wasn't engaging with people. And there's an opportunity cost for every hour that he spends doing that. He doesn't spend it doing something else. So I'm not saying that parents uh, have to ignore video games. You need to be involved in video games and see the effect that it has on your child. It's individual. But it, it's not the video game per se. It is, it's the attachment to it. It's understanding why they're moved in that way and the effect it can have on them. And then yeah. what are you going to do about those things? Hey, anything done in excess is going to have oh, negative a- consequences. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Here's one of many emails we've received from parents on this topic. Uh, this parent says, my son is 16 and a half. He's bright, but uncooperative and failing in school because he simply refuses to do the work. Diagnosed within the last year with significant processing speed disorder and some focus and attention issues, although he does not qualify as ADD or ADHD. He left home for several days, does nothing except play role-playing video games if he could, uninterested in getting his license, driver's license, or working, does not seem to have any social issues with adults or peers, nor any drug or alcohol issues, but he's uncooperative with respect to counseling or therapy. I'm a single mom, and my son has no male role model in his life, although he attends an all-boys Jesuit high school, which he's about to flunk out of, I feel as though I have no control and that without intervention, he'll not realize his potential nor become a responsible, capable adult who contributes to you society. Know, and, and she's absolutely right. Without intervention, he will continue on this same path. I mean, for some reason, this kid is just going, you know what? I'm, I'm lazy. I don't want to move on. And so he engages in something that allows him to escape. We've got a little girl that lives with us right now that reads books. She's been applauded uh, to be a great reader. I mean, she reads continually. And and I think it's magnificent that a 14-year-old girl wants to read. The problem is, ever since 
her mom and dad's divorce. She hadn't talked to her dad in three years. Uh, she fantasizes and puts herself into the book. Okay. And so she's living That's that. her method of escape. That's a method of escape. Yeah. Okay, so is the problem the book? <laughs> it's not. Those terrible things called books. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not that. It's it's There's a motive behind it. And I think what this young man is doing is probably using video games as an escape as well. I mean, there's a bigger problem. The fact that that's part of it you know, it doesn't mean that it's a cause of it. I mean, most kids who watch video games brush their teeth. It doesn't mean that brushing your teeth causes you to want to play video games. <laughs> I mean, and so, but but you do see it as a part of a lot of problems because there is an entertainment factor. There's an escape factor. There's a visual stimulation that happens with guys. There's a sense of competition. They get to win and be on top. They get to move up levels. They feel valued and they compete with other people. And most kids will tell you, I started playing with my friends, which is kind of a normal response. Well, this is what it means to be a parent, to know when to step in, when to show discernment, Absolutely. when something is out of uh, kilter, yeah. and, and to act on it. Well, you, and you have to act on it, and you have to ask some questions also. I mean, it's something new. Parents are going, wait a minute, my child's playing six hours a day. How do I control this? The problem isn't the video game. The problem is you need to learn how to set boundaries for the healthiness of your child. You need to move them in a direction that's going to help them. And say and, and, and tell them all the time, you know, I, I will stand next to you through everything and help you through things. But make no mistake about it. I will stand in front of you <laughs> when I need to yeah. and say no because it becomes unhealthy. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.